Hey everyone, welcome back to Spilling the Tea with Stacy and Nicole. Um, I want to say a little quick thing. You know that saying, what's in a name? No. No? <laughs> so <laughs> That's okay, tell me about it. You guys, so we're thinking about changing our podcast name. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, we should get them to... Put some input in, maybe. To put some input. So we're thinking, spilling the tea, which is cute, but it's kind of generic. Yeah. Um, we want to kind of come up with something that makes us stand out a little bit, since we are hairdressers and moms with a kind of a bit of an edge. So one of them is, what was the something behind the chair, whatever we are thinking about? Oh, confessions behind the chair. Confessions behind the chair. Let us know your thoughts, because we will be changing our name here shortly, guys. Or trash talk, trash talking. I did like trash yeah. talk. I don't know. We need something. Because when you go to search our title, there's, there's so, so many. many. And we, we don't want to get lost in the shuffle. We want to stand out. Yeah. So, so like always, we're going to shout out some books today. But also, we're going to talk about the difference between raising sons and daughters. So that'll be a fun discussion. Um, so, Stacey, what are we shouting out today? Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Liz <coughs> Tom Ford, the Windy City series. Yes. Hockey romance. Um, there's well, one's the hockey romance. Yeah, the first Mile one. High. Mile high. Second one is a basketball romance. Yes. Third one is a baseball. Yes. So the series is based in Chicago. That's why it's called the Windy Series. And <laughs> so it is about a group of people who are friends, but they each do different sports. So the first book is Mile High, and that is the hockey romance where a guy falls for the career flight attendant. Super sweet story. I loved it. <clears throat> what wrecked me was the right move. And that is with Ryan Shea, mm -hmm. which is the brother of the girl from the first book and her best friend. And one of my favorite book tropes is brother, brother. sister's best, best friend. Because <laughs> it's because it, it's it's a little bit of a forbidden romance, close proximity, the building up of the tension. Usually they're kind of slow burns too. But uh, it's a good slow burn. It's not like one where you're bored and oh no, I could I read the, for some I read the book in a day. I couldn't put it down. I agree. I think <laughs> I read it in a day too. And the latest book that just came out, I want to say a month or so ago, is Caught Up, and that is a single dad. He's a baseball player. I think that was my favorite. Yes, and it, he falls for the nanny. Because yeah, I was gonna say he's a dad and, <laughs> and a nanny. And also the his coach's daughter. Yes. So, yeah, I think that was my favorite. Something about a nanny. You See, all know. it's hard because I loved Ryan Shea. I loved the right move, but but honestly, you cannot go wrong with either book. All three. No, the first one was a four star. The other two are five stars for me. One hundred percent. So you really can't go wrong with either, but. As much as I love the nanny and the dad, and as much as I love Caught Up, I have to say I think Ryan Shea still does it more for me. I mean, they were all good. You can't go wrong, guys. Mm -hmm. You can't. And like I said, we don't like to give spoilers. If you're into sports romance, which we are, there's something about an athletic body. Yeah, because usually they're tatted. And <laughs> <laughs> you know us in our tattoos. We can't get enough. Fuck, you know us in, in any type of situation type with a man, that looks, with good, a man okay? that looks good. It we go feral. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even have to be a good book. Mm -mm. As long as no, for good. me it has to be good. Stacey will read straight porn. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> so I also wanted to give a shout out. I am just finished. It's called "Watch Your Mouth" by Candy Steiner. If I'm pronouncing her, this it's a series. This is the second book. This is a brother's best friend trope, hockey romance. Super sweet, super good. The spice is immaculate. Um. It's just really good. I think I'm in a book slump. Like I'm in a book slump because it took me 10 days to read this. Yeah, and I've tried to read three different books this weekend. Three. 
I was like, let me try a holiday one. I just couldn't do it. I was like, I'm just not feeling it. And then I, I tried to read a sports one. I'm like, I'm just not feeling it. It's it's so funny I, because I will, I usually, you know me, I read like four to five books a week. I know. And when you said 10 days for a hockey one, I was like, what the hell? And it's like only a little sick? over 400. And this is the thing. It's nothing to do with the book. The book is phenomenal. Like it's, I'm reading. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's just life's been busy. <laughs> We're just busy moms. I guess. I'm playing like, taxi for our children. I know. So anyway, those are all our book shout outs today. Oh, I thought I didn't hit record. We're <laughs> we suck. We so suck. bad. Listen, we just we just finished Thanksgiving. It's been a long week. <laughs> it's a Monday. We had to get our hair and makeup done, and we usually don't. We're usually in sweatpants. Oh, we wanted to give a shout out. Yeah, to Key 103. <laughs> yeah, so we have some potentially exciting news. Yes. Um, Stacy has a friend who works at the local radio station here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she listened to one of our podcast episodes, and she sent it to a guy she works with. And he listened, emailed us, wanted to meet with us, and... So the big potential news is that we might be um, working with them and getting our podcast seen and heard more, yeah. advertised better. So be on the lookout, guys. Yeah, we're super excited. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. <clears throat> All right, so Stacey, we're going to start with you because she has had this story. She's been dying <laughs> to tell and get your all this input. I may have heard it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> a few. In the salon, I have In told. In the salon. Every client, I've gotten every opinion, and Nicole and I sit next to each other, so it's just one day I was telling the story, and she had a teacher come in, and it involved a teacher, and he was giving me his opinion, and we were dying laughing. We were laughing, and And I will say, before she tells the story, since we are in a salon, when something happens to us, it doesn't matter who it is, we always hear the story about 500 times, (laughs) (laughs) because we tell each client, we're like, let me get your input on this. And it's so different, which brings us to our topic today, raising boys versus girls, because Mm -hmm. it is so... So different. So this would be totally different if it were a girl, I'm sure. So last week, my son, well, this was probably two weeks ago. My son came home and he's like, Mom, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, all right. And he was like, I got a lunch detention. And I literally laughed. And I I was like, what did you do to get a lunch detention? Because, guys, my kid is a straight-A kid, good kid, never been in trouble. Um, he's in eighth grade and it totally, you know, off for him to get a lunch detention. And he was like, well, I forgot to put my popsicle stick in the attendance jar. Okay. Which is super juvenile for eighth yes. graders. I'm like, okay, aren't you going into high school? Like, this just seemed a little juvenile to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, did you, have you forgotten before? And he's like, I've never forgotten before. He was like, but last week, the teacher, as a class, he gave a warning to the class. And he said, there's a lot of people that have been forgetting. So this is the whole class's warning. The next person that forgets it's automatic lunch detention. Well, it happened to be my son. So I was like, all right, well, Mason, you know, he gave you the the class warning, you know, just, you know, serve your lunch detention. He was like, well, I actually already served it. I was like, oh, well, how did it go? Your first lunch detention. And he was not phased by this at all, but he was like, it went good. And I was like, well, where was it? Did you have to sit in like a cafeteria, a small cafeteria? (laughs) Like, you know, I'm asking questions. He was like, no, they put me in a closet. Guys. I was like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, I had to sit in a closet. And I was like, are you are you joking with me? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, why? Where? How, how big was this closet? Like, I need all the details at this point. <coughs> and he was like, well, the teacher was teaching a class, so there's, you know, like a storage closet in his room. And I had to, he put me there while he taught the class. So then my next question was, well, me, I was like, well, is the door shut? <laughs> 
or is it open? <laughs> is there lighting? <clears throat> is there water? Yeah. He was like, well, it was <laughs> shut. And so I had a problem with that, guys. Mm-hmm. I... So I went to work and I told Nicole and Nicole was yeah, like, she called me. Yeah, I did. This call was him. before work. I was like, girl, I'm fuming. You know, my son doesn't want me to say anything. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to get in more trouble and he doesn't want the teacher to treat him differently because I'm making a big deal of this. And I was like, well, I, 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 I stood on it for two days. I called Nicole and I was like, I just don't know what to do with this. And Nicole was like, well, you know. I if you well, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> scoop in right here because Stacy's gonna make me look really bad right now. No, this I'm is not. No, this is what happened. She had told me the story. <clears throat> I didn't have a similar situation, but I had an instance where I really wanted to go to the school, and Stacy talked me out of it. <clears throat> She's like, "No, they're at the age where when you interfere, it makes it worse or whatever." So she told me the story. My first initial reaction to me, the closet was very weird. Don't get me wrong. I was like, is he traumatized by it? You were like, the closet's weird, but the detention is yeah, what I, it is. Yeah, I was like, is he traumatized? She goes, no, he's not. And I was like, I don't know. I might let it go. And I was like, because to be fair, he did warn everybody that they would get lunch detention, whether this was his first offense or not. He has to treat everyone in the class equally. Now, would I put my kid in a five-by-five five closet? Sometimes. No. <laughs> I'm joking. But... I was a, so anyway. I told her I was like, I don't know if I would say it. I was like, remember when you gave me that advice? You're like, all right, all right, I'll let it go. So I go to work. I go in a little later than her on Wednesdays, and she's like, Nicole, I told all these people, and they all disagree with you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I it wasn't sitting right with me. I'm just like something about. I'm like, how many other kids were put in this closet? So this is my thing. Nobody is going to go home at that age and tell their parents they no. got lunch detention. Let's let's be real. I mm-hmm. wouldn't. But my son is just that good of a kid that he was, like, he tells so you guilty about it. So, anyway, guys, I called the school. And I called the school and spoke to the front office. And the principal was with another student. And the front desk said, you know, can I ask what this involves? All I said was, yes, my son just served a lunch detention in a closet. And she laughed. And she goes, that's a big no-no. And I was like, well, yeah, that's why I'm calling. And I didn't give my name, my kid's name. I gave, I didn't give a phone number, nothing. 15 minutes go by and I get a phone call from the school and I was like, oh, I'm at work. I'm like, oh shit, I got to take this. So I go outside and it is the teacher. So the teacher called me and they were like, this is so-and-so from so-and-so school. Um, I heard you have um, some questions about your son's lunch detention. I was like, well, yeah, actually I have quite a few questions. And the teacher was like, well... I did put them in. It, he said, it's not really a closet. It's a storage closet. I was like, okay, so it's a storage closet. <laughs> if it has a closet, I think the word. It's a closet. You're not getting out of this one, buddy. <clears throat> and I was like, how big is this closet? And he was like, well, I'm in my room now. I, I'm looking at it. Let me count the squares. And I, right there, I'm like, buddy, you're digging a hole. And he was like, one, two, three, four, seven squares. So I go into my bathroom, and I'm looking at the square foot of my bathroom. Seven squares. I'm like, that is that is small. I'm like, there is no way. And my son told me that. When he's sitting in this closet, he can touch the, the, all the sides of the walls mm-hmm. with his hands sitting in the middle on a stool like he was. And I'm like, oh, I'm just digging. And the teacher goes, well, this is not your son's first offense. And I get home, and I was like, so I thanked the teacher first time. And I was like, well, I, I would like to talk to my son now. Um, you know, I'll be getting back to you. And my son comes home, and he's like, Mom, he totally lied to, your, lied to you. I, I, this is, I've never forgotten before. And he's just trying to justify his actions. Mom, I promised you, I would tell you I'm already in trouble. Why would I lie about, Mm -hmm. and I know my kid. I'm like, this kid don't lie to me about nothing. He wouldn't have brought up the lunch attention. Hell no. And so I'm I'm trusting my kid. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, this guy's trying to make my kid out to be the bad guy. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So I stood on it for another two days, and then I called the school back. I called, and I was like, I'm, the principal was supposed to call me. The principal never called me, um, so I would like to talk to him. I, I'm not getting off the phone without talking to him. So she was like, I, I assure you the principal will get back to you. Well, the principal did get back to me, and the principal had no recollection of none of this. Couldn't And so my son was called down that day that I talked to the teacher. He was called to the front office to fill out an incident report of what happened. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking to the principal, I was like, you didn't get an incident report on your desk. Aren't those supposed to be signed off by you? And he goes, yes, they are. He was like, I didn't know any of this happened. Um, I'm surprised this is the first time hearing about kids being served lunch detention in the closet. And I, I said, I was like, well... <coughs> Excuse me. I was like, well, what kid is going to go home and tell their parents they got lunch detention other than my kid? Right. You know, I'm like, so of course you don't know about it. So obviously they're trying to sweep this under the rug because my son's paperwork is missing. The principal heard nothing. And I left multiple messages. So I was I was pretty I was pretty upset about this. It's not the fact that you had to serve the lunch detention. It's where he was, where it was served and with the door shut and everything. I'm just like, that's just kind of weird to me. Well, it is. But if he had a class in session during lunch and session, I don't understand why Mason didn't sit in the hall or something. So the principal told me the kids should have been sent down to the principal's office to serve lunch detention in his room. Okay. Because he had a class. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, nope. He's just a heads up for you, buddy. Because he's my son. Um, You might want to go to all the teacher's room and check the closets. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And I was just really upset about it. And. I, I had to share with you guys. I had. I need to know yes. what y'all are thinking about. Would you, you be mad? As mad as would you be mom? mad? I, yeah, I think anyone would be like. I see. That's. I'm not. I wouldn't be like. Like super pissed. Yeah, I, she was not, guys. She was just like, eh. I, I was, I, he yeah. had to be in the closet. Let it go. And I'm just like, I can't. I'm stewing. I'm like, no. No, don't get me wrong. I am super fierce when it comes to my kids. The mama bear come the claws come out. Meanwhile, uh, y'all, she wanted to call the school. <laughs> Let me tell you guys, way different, two different things. Why? She's talking me off the ledge, and I'm talking her off the ledge. Okay, this is my son. Let me tell you her daughter's story. She's like, she'll kill me. Yeah, I'll just give you a quick glimpse, guys. Snapchats were involved, and she wanted to call the school over a Snapchat. And I'm like, Nicole, what the hell does the school have to do with the Snapchat? No, remember, I originally wanted to call the mother. Yeah, and I was like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. (laughs) But I'm like, Nicole, this is happening. We're we're in closets in the school here. But a Snapchat. Okay, let me just say this. She's making it sound like my daughter's thing was very insignificant. It was. It was not. This was like borderline harassment if it kept going. But had nothing to do with the school. Nothing to do with the school. (laughs) Hence why I wanted to call the mother. No, she wanted to call the school too, guys. Don't let her fool you. I did. But then I was like, okay, you're right. It doesn't have anything to do with school. What about the mom? (laughs) So I feel like. I had to talk her down, guys, so she couldn't she call did. to school. So and then, then I she's had to trying to talk me down. Don't worry about your kid in the closet. No, I said the closet was weird. I said, if, if, I was like, maybe I would see what happens from here on out. I, I was, tr- listen, I don't give the best advice. <laughs> no. <sighs> but it was so funny. I felt so dumb when at work, because then she was telling other people the story, and I have a guy, he's a regular, and he's also a teacher. I was like, ooh, Stacy, tell him he's a teacher. He totally agreed with Stacy. I was like, okay, now you're making me feel bad. And he goes, maybe I should be concerned. Do you put your kids in closets? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, she probably does. Don't even lie. <laughs> no, but that's the thing is, we just, I, 
I don't. I was upset about it. And when I'm and when I'm telling this teacher this, he was like, "I would lose my job over that." And I'm like, "Look, I don't want to take anybody's job. That's right. Not, I'm not. It's look. My son is not phased by it. Yeah, he's not traumatized. He gives no shits about being put in a closet. <laughs> he's like, whatever. I'm wondering about my parenting. Right. I was like, Mason, you know, you could have said, "I'm not getting in, in that, that closet. closet." And he was like, "Yeah, like, call my mom, see what she thinks." He would never disrespect somebody older than him, like an authority figure. At all. Yeah. So he would never, he would get in that closet. He, he literally got in that closet. And I'm like, right. you're a full kid. You should not have gotten that closet. Yeah, but mom. I get it with him too because you're just raised to not disrespect your teachers and stuff. Yeah, no, he would And never. to him, maybe he was like, maybe this is normal. He didn't know. He's no, never if, had lunch detention if before. It, if it were my eight-year-old, she would have looked at the teacher and said, fuck you, I'm not getting in that closet. Right. Call, call my mom. Yeah, I, I, that would be Aubrey. Yeah. So I'm like, I... Two different kids there, so I, I would have I would have handled this situation completely different had it been my daughter. But again, I would not allow her in a closet either. But right, it still would have been handled differently. Right, um, which goes into our topic of raising sons and daughters. Yes, what's the difference? So I only have daughters. I have no sons. I did grow up with two older brothers. I am the only um, the only daughter in my family. So. Not that I, so I do have some perspective on what my parents did with my brothers. But one thing I hate as the only daughter is the um, double standard. 100%. So were your brothers allowed to do things that you weren't? They were allowed to do shit that I wasn't. And my mom would be like, well, they, you know, you can get pregnant. I'm like, mom, they can get somebody pregnant. (laughs) I'm not understanding this. It is so true, though. I would allow Mason to do something that I would not allow the girls to do. Yes. And I think that's why. Because of how I grew up, and like I said, I have great parents. Don't get me wrong. They're just uber-reserved, conservative. They grew up a lot different. Everything I learned, I learned from school, friends, and things like that. I just never had the birds and bees conversation with my parents. When I got my period, I was 10 years old. I thought I was dying. I never <laughs> I never had that conversation, so I didn't know what the fuck was happening. But So I always made it a point. To be super open with my kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want the type of relationship, and I love my parents, that I didn't have with my parents. Where I can sit there and tell them everything, and uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I know. Well, shit, see, now I got a brain fart. Well, you just, I wanted to be able to, like, I remember when I was growing up, I would be really close with some of my friends' parents, and I would tell them everything. And I'd be so envious because I couldn't do that with my own parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to be like that. And so then that's why there's a difference also between being a parent first and a friend. Yeah, that, that's a hard line, especially when you have teenagers <laughs> like you have. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I, I feel like, because sometimes, you know, you you come to me about things and I'm just like, oh, this is what I have to look forward to. Shit, what would I tell my daughter? Right. And I'm like, if it's yours, high five. If it's my daughter, I hell no. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, yeah, get it. Because <laughs> it's not my daughter. Right. But there, there is that line. You want your kid to have that that open, you know, relationship with you where they can come and tell you everything. But at the same time, there's shit you don't want to know. Right. It's like, I want to know, but I don't need details. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. Don't give me all the Don't details. give me all the details. But I want it. I want to know because sometimes, like, especially, you know, when guys and girls have falling out with friends, I, it's wouldn't it be nice to have someone where you can always go to no matter what? Oh, hell yeah. That's why we have best friends. Yeah. I mean, we got to tell our people something. Yep. But, um, like, with my brothers, I remember growing up and, um, oh, my God, I wouldn't go out with friends um, because I'd be so embarrassed with how early I was supposed to be home. 
And I remember the only time I'd really go out was when I was spending the night at someone's house. What's because, like a good curfew now? What do you give so for, for my, a teenager? My teenager, um, she'll be 16 this coming year. Um, she, during a school day, it's between, it's about 9.30, 10. That's depending, fair. depending on what it is. Um, if she's at a friend's house or something, it's typically 9.30. But to be fair, she doesn't really do anything other than go to someone's house during the school. Yeah. If it's the weekend, it's about 11. Okay. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. And I'm like, and if it's anything later than that, I'm like, then you need to be just spending the night at someone's house. Yeah, because I ain't getting up in my no. room and driving around. And my husband and I did talk when she, when she turns 16, because she'll be driving soon, we would probably push it to 12. Yeah. I think that's smart. <clears throat> I think they have a curfew just starting out to drive anyway. They have yeah. to be parked by, I think it's, I mean, uh, we are kind of older, so I don't know if that's like. <laughs> I'm sure it is. If it's the same or not, yeah. but I'm pretty sure we had to be, we had a curfew for driving by law. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, my oldest brother, he was kind of like a loner and kind of did his own thing. My other brother, I don't remember him if he actually had a curfew or not, because cell phones, we did have them. But you remember cell phones that where you had to pay um, to text if it was before seven? Do you remember yes, those? I do. Yes. <laughs> so we didn't use them like they use them here. And we have GPS stuff now, and you have all this stuff that makes it easier. We can tag our kids. We can tag. We can stalk them. <laughs> put We've a tracker. Like 360 on yes. their phones. I know, where, I know where you at. Mom, I'm at so-and-so's house. I, I know. don't know. No, you're not. And I can see you're going thir- 55 yeah. miles in a 30. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because like 360 Casey, does the speed. Yes. Casey. So we have a good friend that we work with. And Casey was telling us about her daughter um, <clears throat> on a date. And she literally, she was like, I could tell how fast the dude was going. And I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah, it's like she, 360. I'm like, that is legit. They, our kids have no privacy. They none. have none. They don't know. Absolutely none. I'm not <laughs> telling my kids that either. I'm just going to put it on their oh, phone. Yeah. Oh, but Nally knows. Because that's the condition. Be like, listen, we are lenient. And you have to. But that means your location never goes off. Because we'll let the loose leash a little. But the minute you fall back, we're tightening those reins yeah. like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He You'll ain't going wish you nowhere. grew up with my parents if you mess with me. <laughs> right? Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. So, and it's funny because I'll talk to Stacy about stuff. Um, and, and my get her perspective. is a boy. I know. And she's like, if it were Mason, yes. If the girls, I don't know. Yeah, my girls are still younger. They're eight and six. So she's, I, not, she's a little while to worry about that stuff. But all my friends have girls that are older. And so yeah. I, they're like, what would you do? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. If it were Mason, I'm like, sh- I don't care. Right. <laughs> but it is, so, it is so true. It's so different. If Mason was like, can my girlfriend spend the night? I would. You told me you'd offer. Uh, exactly. I'm like, to me, I'm, it depends on the age, guys. Don't don't get all hype. I know. But I'm like, if it were a dude, whatever. Well, this is the thing, too, because like, if they were going to do anything, they don't need to be spending the night to do it. They're already doing They're it. They're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I, but that's why it's so important to have that open relationship. It is. So you can protect your kids. You can make sure, you know, nothing, there's no bad outcome yeah. from this. Yeah. I mean, and you can't believe how many times, like, uh, friends I've had or things like that that they would, you know, tell their parents they're here when they were actually with their boyfriends yeah, day no. and night and things like that. So it's, and that was, that worries me. It's, because if yes. I, I think she's somewhere else and God forbid something happens and she's not where she's supposed to be because she feels like she can't, can't tell me to shit. Me. Yep. I can't do that. See, I I think that's parent fail. I do too. And, I well, and then it's funny because I think my dad one time we were talking and he goes, "It's good when your kids fear you." And I was like, "Your kids couldn't shouldn't respect you out of fear. They should respect you exactly because of how you are with them and how you treat them." One hundred percent. And I, if, <laughs> if you think you're an adult and you want to be an adult, I'm going to treat you like an I'm going to treat you like an adult. Yep. Um, but prove me wrong. 
Yes. And, I'll and treat for you me like a to child. respect you, you have to respect me. Exactly. And that's my rules. That's, the, you know, all this stuff. Like, if, you, if you're dying to have a drink, this is my rule. And I know a lot of parents don't agree with this. But if you're dying to try something, you come to me. I mm-hmm. know where it's coming from. Yes. I, I know what it is. It's nothing off the street. If, if you think there's no way in hell you can stop yourself from trying it, come to me. Because you know what we did. We, we tried shit exactly. when we were teenagers. I, and, and, and nowadays, it's worse. you don't know what the hell you're getting. Things are laced. It's bad, yeah. Do you remember your client you had when she was talking about her her son or something getting stoned? And he was saying, he was really stoned, and she's like, what did I tell you? If you wanted to get high, you tell me. I'll call Uncle Jack, and I'll yes. get this stuff for you right yes. now. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, you are my people. I was like, you're like us. Yeah, because that's it's safer for your kids. They're going to fucking go out and do it anyway. Anyway. Wouldn't you like to know what the fuck they're smoking? Yes. No, I'm not condoning it. No, I'm not no, no, saying. No. And we know there's things that are gateway, and there's, like, addiction yes. can also, like, a light. I'm not saying I'm going to supply it or Absolutely keep it on not. stock. But I am saying if my if my son is like, mom, I, I need I need I want to know what this Jack Daniels really tastes like, and we're having a party, and I know it's gonna be there. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. You want to taste it? I'm gonna let mm-hmm. you taste it. It's gonna burn like fuck going down, and you ain't gonna like it. Yep. <laughs> and then you know he probably won't drink at the party. You'll be good to go. <laughs> exactly. So I I don't know. I just well I remember I had a friend and I spent the night one time and I I really respected her mom for this. Um, we were all I think like seniors or something in high school, mm-hmm. and we were all hanging out. And that we were drinking a little bit, and she said, "Listen, she goes, if you guys are gonna drink, give all of you all, yeah." She said, "Give me your keys. You're all staying here. Nobody's staying. Then nobody's gonna drive anywhere. Nothing like that." And I, I just really respected that because I'm like, because she could have, yeah. yeah, and she or we could have done it when she was upstairs sleeping, and kids could have left the house um, drinking and driving and stuff. So I don't know, I. I mean, I'm with you there because, like, that's the when you're a senior, dude. That's the age you're kind of when you're on. You go to freaking senior week. You're staying at, you're staying in Ocean City by yourself, and you know you're partying it up. I mean, you're doing it regardless. I remember and, senior week when, <laughs> but I mean, at that time we were 18, so it's really nothing. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you're 18. You're not legally old enough to do it. No, you're but not. You know what? You think you're an adult, and I just would rather than be safe about it. Like, don't do anything. To, don't drive. Fucking. Call. I don't care what time it is in the middle of the night. You need a ride because you've been drinking. That's exactly what I'm, I told her. I was like, I'm I, not going to fault you. I was like, you will not get in trouble. You nope. will not get grounded as long as you call me. Yep. I will. Don't get in the car with somebody. Nope. I promise you, I would never. I won't I yell at you for nope. that. I'm going to respect you more for making the right decision. Get drunk, but call me. Absolutely. Call yep. me. Make it known to your friends too. And that do not take happens. drinks from strangers. Yep. I do not. Nothing like that. I, we've had all those talks. Exactly. I just. See, I think that's. But see, and then like I would talk to, and it's so weird because I really. I'm a hundred percent fully honest with what my kids do with you mm-hmm. and Sarah. I feel like if I am a hundred percent honest with other people, I get judged. See, but I no, I, but I do. Like I've had some people where I told him, and I could tell from this look on their face that they were just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> you let your kid do what?" I know, and I'm like, "And that's the last I talked to you about." No, that. <laughs> that's like I told Casey, my best friend. You can tell me anything. I'm never. I'm. I might have an opinion, right? But I would never, never judge you, you because yeah. I'm not the perfect parent, and who knows no. what the fuck I'm. If I'm and every kid's I'm different. Right. What I do that works for my kid might not work for yours. Exactly. So I, I just hate when I feel judged. That's like probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Is when you feel being, judged by another I, mom. When I feel judged by another because mom or by so anybody. Perfect. Or even the annoying thing is when I feel judged by people who aren't even parents. 
That's the worst. That's the worst. I'm like, bitch. Have a kid. Yeah, <laughs> those are my favorite. I'm never giving my kids sweet tea. And then it's like you have a kid, and it's like, here, just take what you right, want. Just shut yes. up. Whatever you want. <laughs> I remember when I found out I was pregnant with my first, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be saying ma'am and sir. God, she don't say none of that. <laughs> You have your little one. Yeah, you have to pick your battles. I will say, when I had my girls, I felt like they were, and like I said, I didn't have boys, but I have a, my best friend has three boys, and we all had kids around the same time, and I feel like um, my girls were just so much more chill, mm-hmm. younger. I was going to say, are you sure about um, that? No, like when we were toddler age and stuff, they were just much more chill. Her boys were Versus getting into everything. And it's like the roles have switched. Her boys are so chill now and so funny. And luckily, my youngest is only 10, so she's almost at that teeny bopper phase where the hormones are going to start kicking in. But my daughter, who is a teenager, oh, the drama, the sensitivity. <laughs> and I think that's what... Growing up with brothers was a good thing for me because it made me have a little bit of tougher skin. Yeah. I, I'm not super sensitive. I can dish it, but I can also take it. See, I grew up with brothers. I'm the only girl, but I'm sensitive as hell. See, and I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive. Don't get me wrong. I am sensitive. But I am not, like, you can say, it won't break me if you say something. And just be prepared to get it 10 to times To get it back. back, yeah. Yeah. So I do have tougher skin, I feel like, from growing up with brothers. I. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. For me. I mean. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would have been like with a sister. Because I, 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 yeah. I was reading this thing and I thought it was so funny because they were saying, when you grow up with brothers, you have tougher skin. You're more like, but growing up with sisters. So what did they say? They said something like, you're able to handle conversations and conflict better, I guess. They said something along those lines. That's like WWE or how do you, what is this WWE in my house with my two girls? They oh. hate each other now. Oh yeah. My girls fight like cats and dogs. I hope that when they get older, they love each they other. They will. I think, I think once they, but, but see your girls are, so, see, that's the funny thing. Your girls are so close in age. So they f- probably fight about, you know. So, oh yeah. I'm going to be calling you. They're fighting over boys. Oh, I'm sure. Because they're at the age, they'll but be see, able to date the same Yeah. And age. my, my girls, there's a five year age gap. So they're fighting over because Nally's a teenager and Aubrey's still young. Mm-hmm. Aubrey's at the age where she gets everything she says gets on Nally's nerves and anything Nally says, Aubrey feels like she's judging her and stuff and it gets on her nerves. So they fight like cats and dogs. So it's just it's a double edged sword. It is. It's it's definitely different. I mean, having a boy and having girls, I I can see that double standard because there are so many things where I'd be like, yeah, Mace, you're good, and then my girls would ask me, I'd be like, hell no, yeah, <laughs> hell it's, to the no. It's hard. I don't know. Listen, being a parent is not for the faint of heart. It's not for everybody. No. <laughs> Shit, it's not for me sometimes. Right. <laughs> We're just screwed. No. <laughs> No, but it is, it is as tough as it is, and as much as I want to pull my hair out, it is the most rewarding thing, too. 100. Like, I wouldn't change it for a world. Like, I always say, like, sometimes I forget what my life was like before kids because my life is my kids, you know? So So true. So it is, you know, is what it is. So, but I will say, parents, since I don't have boys, maybe I would feel different if I had a boy. But try to ease up on the double standard, is my opinion. It killed me growing up. I I hated it. But it's so hard. I know. Because it's like I I feel like I have to protect the girls more because just listening to your stories, because I I know I know what it was like to be a teenager and and like what I went through with like the whole dating thing. And you go through the relationships and then 
But yeah. I think that's what makes them strong ass individuals with indi- with like that are like independent women because they they went through shit and they learned from it and they came back stronger because of it. Yeah. It's because it's you can't protect your kids from everything, but I, but then I feel like the double standard, how I felt growing up, it, I almost felt like my parents thought I couldn't handle myself, whereas my brothers could. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like they felt like the need to always, like, protect me more and put me in this bubble. Mm-hmm. And I think that hindered me. Yeah, no. And, and also, my girls are pretty spicy. So they, yes, they, they handle, can handle themselves. Yeah, I, I dare and somebody I, to come at my daughter. <laughs> right. And, and, I feel, and I felt so sheltered. Yeah. Like, I would talk to my friends. They'd be like, wait, what? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I wasn't allowed to go to the movies by myself. Oh, I did see. Well, I mean, my parents weren't strict. As, I mean, I was watching, like, horror movies when I was five years old. Um, so my parents weren't strict in that aspect. It was just more with, like, the guy aspect. And then the going out and stuff. Mine were pretty strict all around, I think, until I got older. And they were probably just like, oh, there's no There's no, there's no help for you. <laughs> just do You're you. You're on your own. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. There's that. So let us know what you guys think or some suggestions. I feel like yeah. there's always room for constructive criticism. Yeah. I'm not really good with criticism. In general. Actually, <laughs> no, don't let us know what you think. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> We're going to tell us your story. If you you do, yeah, yeah, tell us your parenting stories. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not changing my mind. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not it makes me feel worse as a parent if I hear you say something. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> I can see this now. Somebody coming in and telling you, Nicole, you're wrong. I'm like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Yeah, I know. Don't worry That's about great. your kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll worry about mine. You, you worry, worry about, about yours. yours. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, like always, please go like and subscribe us. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. And hopefully soon, mm-hmm. we're part of the Frederick Listening Station. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, guys. Have a good one.